On today's primetime KC, we're going to go over the Tyree Kill trade, the Chiefs trade. Arguably the best receiver they've ever had in franchise history to the Dolphins for a shit ton of picks. We're going to go over what we think about that. The Devontae Adams trade to the Raiders kind of affected that. We're going to go over that too. Uh, Dennis Gates is the new men's basketball head coach at Mizzou. We're going to go over our thoughts on that as well. I know a lot of the Mizzou community is split on that. Race for the 10 seed at the end. I think there's been a little bit of shifting there. I think I saw a little bit of shifting. We'll get to that. But uh, let's start with the breaking news. We're going to do Sweet 16? Hey, oh, yeah. We'll talk about the Sweet 16. But, you know. Like, yeah, March Madness. Can... Yeah. I always forget. March Madness is answer. like so back burner for me right now. Let me. Oh tell yeah, you. and John's back from Bible study, by the way. Oh yeah, oh. last week John had Bible study, but he this week we're recording after Bible study, so okay, so he's good. good to go. Um, so let's start with the Tyree Kill news because that's the most pressing issue right now. So the Chiefs trade Tyree Kill to the Dolphins for a 2022 first, a 2022 second, a 2022 fifth. A 2023 fourth and a 2023 sixth. John, I'll start with you. What would you give the grade? What would you grade the trade instantly? On first, this is the first day you've had like a few hours to look at it. What would you give it on both sides? Okay, so me right now, me right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I give it a A for the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> I personally do not think it was a bad deal, and I'll tell you why. And I think a lot of people. I think this has definitely been a dividing trade. It's been a weird day because um, I feel like a lot of people are very upset about it. And a lot of people like myself, well, I think a smaller amount of people like myself are pretty happy with it. Um, I think the reality of the situation when you talk about players going into the part of their career that Tyreek Hill is about to enter, given his age um, and the wide receiver market at the moment, um, and the contract situation he's in, you have to a lot of times pick and choose between overpaying for someone due to their sentimental value or necessarily, I mean, not necessarily sentimental value, but overpaying given what the market dictates. Um, or you can sell them. Um, and look, I truly, it is, it is painful for the Chiefs that they are losing Tyreek Hill. He is the most incredible receiving target honestly i've probably ever watched like it's he plays the game away i've never no one has ever seen anyone play um and when a player like that leaves your team it sucks but the reality is the kansas city chiefs have a lot of big cap obligations in the coming years and one way to mitigate that problem is to turn valuable experienced players into draft capital and that's exactly what the chiefs have done now the ball's in their court to um, basically fire on all cylinders, not to mention the cap room they saved this year. So they have a lot of opportunity to plug some holes that I think a lot of people were worried weren't going to get plugged before the year starts. So it's it's exciting, I think, in some ways, but also sad for sure. Josh? Yeah, when you kind of look at it, I like your spl- your sponge analogy. But the thing is, you can cover those little holes with the sponge, but you're taking your hand off the biggest hole, and that's what Mahomes needs. And, okay, can I also just phrase as well here that, um, and I know I've talked a lot there, but um, it's the reality is I think in, it can be argued that it's we're, we're going to be worse this year most likely. Like, But I think 
you have to look at it in some ways and think that we're setting ourselves for the longer term here because yeah no and I'll, I'll say this like i agree with everything you said uh when i literally first saw the trade i was pissed we didn't get jalen waddle but that's why the dolphins were trading for tyree kill yeah yeah so they can exactly. have this duo i mean you can only get your hopes up but no i agree with john i think this was an excellent trade for the chiefs i agree with the age tyree kills getting into with what he would be under at in his contract would be paying him as a top 10 quarterback in the league. I just, I, there's no realistic world where the chiefs can afford that and pay the number one quarterback and pay the number one tight end and the number and, one left tackle in money too, or near the number. Yeah. One. So yeah. And I, I love the picks we got back. I'm glad we didn't just say, all right, Tyreek, this is your last year and we'll let you go in free agency. I'm glad we got something back in return. I forgot who said it, but they said, will these next three years be tough without Tyreek Hill? Yeah. But in the long term, you'll be able, you'll be much happier that the Chiefs traded Tyreek. I think it's in 2026, Tyreek Hill has a cap hit of $50 million. <laughs> Oof. Like, there's no way in hell we could have done it. Like, it's, yeah. it's a tough pill to swallow now, but it'll make us better in the future. I think, I'm excited for what Jackson has to say. <laughs> Here's the thing. The NFL has gone batshit, and they're gonna, a lot of teams are going to get a hard reality check this year. Um, because the Buccaneers and Rams have done what they've done the past two years and completely gone all in, said, fuck the future, we're going to just set up for right now, all of these teams are trying to do the same thing. The Dolphins, the Raiders... The fucking Chargers. The Chargers might have more of a reasonable reason to do it, but I digress. Same point. We have so many teams just going all in right now. And when everybody's going in at the same time, not everybody can win. And so there's going to be teams that are giving up insane assets, insane future picks, and not only screw themselves in the future, but they're not going to be good now. And I think mm -hmm. the Chiefs took a look at that. They've mm -hmm. seen what's happened. And they said, all right, we might not be the best team this year in the NFL, but with every single team essentially going in this year and throwing away their future, if we set up for the future, then in two, three years when everybody's hurting from going in this year, we're going to be set up really nicely. And I think that's honestly the approach that Brett Veach has taken to this. He knows well, the Chiefs will be good this year. He knows they should still win 10 to 13, anywhere between there probably. Maybe this prevents you from winning a Super Bowl, but it probably keeps your window open longer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it creates a ridiculously big window. I think it means the Chiefs you're looking at as one of the most cap-efficient teams for the majority of the 2020s. Because the, the other thing is, Mahomes' deal is turning out to be extremely market-friendly. Which we I all mean, said it would, too. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I really think the Chiefs not going overboard with the long-term deals helps right. them in that sense. Because they're everybody else is going to be in cap purgatory. Oh, yeah. People are spending as if the cap's going to go up like 50% next year, all this crap. Yeah. And, I mean, it's going to reach a certain point for sure. But that and the combination of giving up draft capital – it's hard to get under the cap when you don't have draft players. Like, that's the reality. They they are the most valuable assets. They play for minimum wage. Like, it's 
it's it's huge. Yeah. And, I'm sorry. One thing I wanted to note on your t- too is that the Dolphins are solid now. But oh yeah. Their quarterback is Tua Tagovailoa or Teddy Bridgewater. Like they're they're not in the world's greatest situation. No. Like I think they're good but not great, and they basically sold an entire year's worth of draft capital to get him. Year and a half's worth. So I I really like this trade for the Chiefs, man. I think I'm happy. Yeah, I think when you look at it, once Devontae got $27 million a year. Yeah, yeah. At, you knew at that point Tyreek would want more and that he would get more. But the Chiefs just couldn't do that. The Chiefs could not give him what he wanted. But let's be honest, the top three paid receivers in the NFL this year are going to be, unless someone else gets a deal, uh, Hill, Adams, and Hopkins. It wouldn't shock me if all three of those guys missed the playoffs because you can't pay a receiver that much money. It's just it doesn't like make any financial sense. I know they're great players, and granted, like you could pay Tyreek twenty five million here, and and I'll I'll even say this: if you paid Tyreek thirty million this year on the Chiefs, yes, we would make the playoffs. But my point is, when you're paying this position that yeah. much quarterback money. It really kills the rest of your team. And I just, like, they have nice pieces. All those teams do. But, you know, here's part of the reason those teams were able to do it. Kyler Murray, rookie deal. Tua Tagovailoa, mm-hmm. rookie deal. Derek Carr, in this quarterback economy, a very team-friendly deal. Very Unbelievably team-friendly. Yeah, for how good of a quarterback he's been. Yeah. So that's why these teams are able to do that. You don't see, you know, these guys. I mean, look at Green Bay. They just had to do the same thing. They because their quarterback's making a bajillion dollars, and the same problem's going to happen for Herbert eventually, and it's going to happen for all of these young quarterbacks. I think the thing that you need to think about too is when you when the Chiefs saw Adams' deal, I think they probably stopped having contract talks then because they knew Tyreek was at that level, and maybe Tyreek didn't want as much money, but when he saw Adams getting that much money, Tyreek was like, "Then I can get that much money," and. Tyreek really already's gotten his, his ring. Yeah. Yeah. Tyreek's yeah. already gotten his ring. He's done enough. I am grateful for what Tyreek Hill did for us. And I want that to be it. known. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I I was just gonna say, I'm not gonna hold the next time Tyreek Hill comes to Arrowhead, if I'm for some other reason at that game, I'm clapping him. Because oh, yeah. I appreciate Everyone what, will. what he's yeah. done. Like Yeah. But some people are just fucking upset that we traded him away and it's like yeah. Look, I've seen a lot over Twitter. The NFL is a business. The yeah. only way to get to make your business do better is you gotta you gotta make hard decisions. And this was definitely a hard one for Brett Veach because this this is Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill have kind of been the reason or have been the reason we have succeeded. And so to take a big piece out of that, it's a risk, but I think it's a risk you have to take and we were willing to take. And I mean and Veach, we trust, we all say, and I mean, I hope it works out. Yeah, and let's face it, too. If you make $30 million a year, you want to, A, live in the state with no state income tax, and B, live in the state that has the city of Miami in it. Um, also, I like, want to say this, too. Thank the Lord he did not take the Jets offer, because supposedly it was up to Hill. And if he would have taken yeah. the Jets offer, I would have been fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah. well... It would have been pretty funny, though, because Zach Wilson would have immediately not been a bust. That was the first <laughs> thing that came into my head. Like, that would have been hilarious. The fact that uh, I have that drilled into your head now. 
Yeah, I know. I know. that It is ridiculous. Yeah, but, but like, so look, with the Jets offer, it was like they weren't even offering a first-round pick for Tyreek? And they we were offering a, a five and a 38 is pretty good. Those are basically so first-round So two early-ass seconds. Is, yeah. But yeah. they wanted a pick two back. I'm telling you, though, that first-round pick. Like that first-round pick that you get, even if you don't use it, but let's say you do use it on a player instead of trading it. That fifth-year option's valuable, man, especially later in the first round. Fifth-year options are a lot cheaper. So, you know, we have picked 29 and 30. That's two guys that you're going to get an extra year out of if you keep those picks. I said, you know, I said on Twitter, I don't see us using both picks. I just don't see It would be weird. Very few teams picks. pick back-to-back like that. And this year is going to be, like I've said, with all of these teams going all-in, this year there are so many teams with multiple picks in the first round. It's going to be interesting. But you could probably combine 29 and 30 to move up in the draft if you wanted to. You know, If you didn't want to trade for another like established 20? player, you could probably trade up to top, I don't know, 15, 20. 10. 20. No, it, no. Look, we are, there's no way in hell we're getting 29 and 30 for 10. I mean, we got 20. When I we mean, got Mahomes, we traded in, 27 in the next year's first for 10. That's, it's not like it's the equivalent. Like it's. I mean, that's true. I didn't think about it that way, but I'm just saying. I don't know. I just. It would be weird if they used both picks up. the way they are. That's my. That's yeah. what I meant in that way. I see us trading for a developed player because the thing I said today was, the Chiefs are already well developed. They need another well developed wide receiver. They don't need someone to develop. They can use one of their picks for that, but they need a well developed wide Isn't receiver. Isn't that kind compete. of counterproductive though? Because part of the reason you did this was to free up money. So if you go and get a guy yeah. that you have to pay, doesn't that kind of kill the entire point of Odell this trade? Odell Beckham Jr. He's not going to get paid thirty he million. He won't even be ready right to now. play till like December. So that's when we need him at most. Fuck that. No, I don't. I'm not, first of all, you wouldn't have to trade for him. He's a free agent. But second of all, like no, I'm not in on that at all. I would rather take a wide receiver. I, I don't want to trade for one necessarily. Who's that I, dude from Alabama? That's the pre, that's well. The there's dude two. There's Jamison Williams who tore his ACL in the yeah, national him. championship game. He'll probably be back by like October. And then there's uh, John Michi, I think is his name, the third, but he's not a first round. Jamison Williamson or whatever his name is. That's what I've seen. He's really good. Us. But there's God, a, and here I don't want to like say something happened before and that it's going to happen again. But like. Has there been a bad first round receiver the last two years? Jalen like, Rager. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. There had to be at least one. But there's right. been a, a lot overwhelming of amount of hits. Yeah. And I am fine with taking a shot at that, even if it is a fallacy, I feel like. I because you are right, Jackson. If we move for DK or Lockett, they are both making like they're gonna be making twenty mil a year. Oh, and you wanna know what DK said twenty eight minutes ago? I meant to mention this. What? Oh, okay. Uh, someone said uh, everything Chief said. DK Metcalf, the door is open in KC. DK then requoted the tweet and said, better close it. Heard it get cold at night. So there's your answer. <laughs> as if Seattle Okay, so you don't want to come to Kansas City. <laughs> as if Seattle doesn't, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. As um, as also, I, I did want to answer your question too, John. I don't know 2021, but in 2020, 
Wide receivers taken. Henry Ruggs, not in the league. Well, anymore. Henry Jerry Ruggs Jerry's is good. a different fucking case. That doesn't okay, count. Yeah, no. Harry, Harry Ruggs was good. That, he, he was, was, he was really he starting to. The only guys that have been taken in the first round recently that I don't think have lived up yet are obviously Jalen Rager and maybe Jerry Judy. But Jerry Judy's probably. What about Brandon Ayuk? Oh, yeah. What about though? Brandon Ayuk? Ayuk, yeah. He just. But also, like. Nikhil one, Harry? Nikhil was three years ago, right? Yeah, he, Nikhil was a while ago. Yeah, he was the year we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Seems literally just. I will say, 2017 was probably the worst year. No, never mind. I'm looking at 2016. But still, like 2016. Wide receiver is one of the high. I feel like John is right. Where like wide receiver is one of the highest first round hit rates. Yeah. Clearly, I feel like it's the highest hit rate in the whole draft. Maybe, and that's 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 the beauty of getting so many picks from Miami, not just first. We, is that you're yeah, exactly? Gonna, let's talk about your Seahawks, We can burn any position, and we can't even be upset that we're going to leave something open because we have so many. Like you can't screw this up. Like in terms of missing spots, obviously you can have bad picks, and people are going to say like, "Well, it's like." It's draft picks. And, like, I understand. Like, look, Tyree Kill is a for sure thing, and draft picks aren't. Like, I get that, too. There's part of me that thinks that. But people are going to be like, well, it's just draft picks. Like, they're not going to make us, like, good good enough this year. They can. Creed Humphrey, Nick Bolton, and Trey Smith, all three of yeah. those guys really contributed to the Chiefs being good last year. So No, and people are forgetting. I mean, Legereus Sneed. Yeah. Big contributor. Uh, think about it's just Willie Gay in there as well. Rashad Fenton was a sixth round pick in 2019. He was on the field for the final defensive play of the Super Bowl. Like yep. you with these picks can do so many things. And like you get so many pieces. And and you, you only have, have to 12. hit three you of have them. Twelve this year. But you're not alone in this. And this is what I wanted to say earlier: is that we have multiple first round picks. The Packers have two. The Texans have two. The Eagles have three. The Giants have two. Like there, what? Like there are so many teams with multiple first-round picks, and that's what my point was earlier about how these teams are literally just going all in this year. Like they're saying "fuck the future," and that's why I think the Chiefs. I think teams like the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Packers. You know, these teams with multiple firsts this year, multiple like a lot of picks. It's gonna really pay off for them in two or three years. Whenever all of these teams that went all in end up drying up. Yeah. yeah, also to add on to the DK Metcalf, uh, Tyler Lockett then quoted DK's tweet with laughing emojis. So, Yeah, well, that's funny because I wouldn't be extremely shocked if we went with Tyler Lockett, but I think he kind of ties into the like category of like maybe just pay an extra 10 for Tyreek. Like you, I mean, he's getting up there in age. He's 29, yeah. um, and he's on a four-year like, okay, 70 that's, million. That's a good if you guys, if, let's say the Chiefs are, they have to trade for a wide receiver. Who would you want in your ideal uh, scenario? Like, and money matters too. Quite frankly, I would try to get Jarvis on a one-year deal. I literally and said trade. I would, and I would draft a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah, I, I would do trade. Both. I honestly would not trade. I would try to plug the holes with Jarvis. Go for a receiver this year. See if he's good or not, and if he isn't, just pick another one the next year. Unless, I, if you're going to trade, it has to be a guy, it has to be like a Devontae Smith that's so young that you would have... Well, a, that would be actually nice. I'm saying you have a cheap contract for a few years. That It would well, have to be something I mean, like... Wouldn't you what about have, a T. Higgins? 
T and Cincinnati, first of all, is not going to give you him. But second of all, uh, you'd get two years out of him, so it wouldn't be like the worst. But then you're stuck with the same problem of having to pay him. That's why having a first round pick is so nice because instead of four years, you get him for five. And you're going to see that with Creed Humphrey and Nick Bolton and Trey Smith that their contracts are all going to come up at the same time. And it's, you know, if you don't want to lose those guys, a move like Tyreek is a move necessary. Yeah, yeah. And look, I think another thing I want to say too is that you have this cap room. Like, you can do so many things with it. You can bring back Melvin Ingram, maybe. Yeah. You can you can sign one yeah. of those wide receivers. You can sign Odell or, or Jarvis Landry. You can get a right tackle, maybe. I mean, you can get the defensive line beefed up. There's a lot of opportunities that this opens up. We're, we're still not losing experience. We're going to reinvest the funds. Um, yeah. So I think, I think this isn't terrible. I think and I it's tweeted not. today on our account that the, the year after Brady lost Randy Moss, he threw for 5,000 yards. And that was like, with 30, and they went 13 I mean, and didn't, 3. Did they, have, did they have Wes Welker? I mean, yeah, yeah. but it's like. But Wes, that's whatever. Wes Welker didn't they have, isn't in the didn't same. Did they have a dis- prime Aaron Hernandez? Didn't no, they have no, no, Robert no, no, Gronkowski? No, Rob Gronk was, no. A, Gronk was a rookie that year. So it was like. The point is, like, you can lose. I've seen it. You can lose receivers. You can lose running backs. You can lose tight ends. You can lose defensive players. As long as you've got an elite quarterback, you're going to win games. You're going to be Would fine. Would you like to know the leading uh, receiver for the Patriots that year? 2011 or 2010? Um, Which year was it? Oh, I thought you said it was 2013. No. Randy Moss wasn't. Um, on the team in 2013. 2011 20- is when they went 13 and 3. All right, here we go. All right. It might have been Gronk. The, or I'm, I'm it, either, was it was either Gronk Wes or. Wes Welker, 1,600 yards. <laughs> yeah. Robert I mean, Gronkowski, 1,300 yards. Aaron Hernandez, 900 yards. Yeah, those guys I tried all broke out. You guys and you said I was crazy. Well, those yeah. guys all broke out. They weren't necessarily. Yeah, fucking McCordman. You can't compare McCordman to fucking Wes okay, Welker. Let's, this is a dumb argument. It's all right. We. We are going to sign more people anyway. I would be I would be shocked if we don't have another receiver that there is like in an, an excited you, level of sentiment towards coming into the so next season. I'm assuming you mean bet. You mean bet? I mean, do you think we're not going to sign a good receiver? Or, or draft no, that's or what draft I'm asking. One? Are you that's what I'm asking. Are you saying you think that we'll draft someone that gives us the excitement, or do you think we're signing a veteran? I'll think we'll both. do something. I don't know which. We probably. I would do both. I think both. Personally, I think but I can see us doing. They probably both. don't have an option. Like they probably are going to have to do that, and they'll it, probably well, I mean, spend multiple picks on receivers in this draft. If we're being well, honest, we're already looking at MVS as well. Um, which I mean, you, you know, seem, it is what it is. You seem to like, um, but he's, I feel like he's cheap, right? He he would not be much. He wouldn't cost much. I mean, look. Okay. Here's the thing. Green Bay's number one wide receiver right now is Alan Lazard. So, like, there's other teams around the league with this issue. You're, it's not like the Chiefs are the only team without a receiver, which is a good thing and a bad thing. It's a bad thing because there's going to be a lot of teams taking them in this draft. Uh, but I think, I mean, they'll figure it out. Like, Well, and it's supposed, supposedly a deep receiver draft. Like, a they very... Say, they say it every year, too. Like, every receiver yeah. draft yeah, is I was going to say, guys, I couldn't tell you one player. 
one receiver. Oh, they've got some fire-ass receivers. I know there's the Alave dude. Alave's like my favorite. Dude. Garrett Wilson's really good. I'm yeah. just waiting for there's the dude, one dude from that's like, looks Ohio exactly State. like There's one dude that looks exactly like Brandon Marshall. Like 6'4", and it's the exact same height, exact same arm length. They like ran the same 40. I tell you the like, guy who I like, and I wish he like, – I don't think he'll fall to Kansas City if they stay at 29 or 30, but Traylon Burks out of Arkansas – would be a nice fit into the Chiefs offense and Oh Mel Kiper Jr. or Mel Kiper the third, excuse me, he's already coming out. Huh? Oh me, okay. Yeah, I, me. I that took me yeah. a second. I thought you were about to read a oh. tweet. Um No 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 you. Yeah, I thought you were reading a tweet. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, it's Mel Kiper that... Jr., but that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I was confused. Like, I was like shit, Mel Kiper the third. I was like, did something happen? No. But yeah, I mean, I do like to study college athletes before the draft. I mean, whatever. That sounded so bad. I like to study college, college athletes. How is that, John? Josh, yeah. what the hell? Okay. Anyway, anyway. There's anyway. George Pickens. There's this dude named Sky Moore out of some no-name college. That's a fucking burner. Uh, there's a lot of options. That's the point. Christian Watson. I think that's the guy you're talking about, John. Uh, he is a beast out of yeah, North Dakota that's State. The same. And yeah, he's yeah, probably a late first round guy. So we'll see. You know, we've kind of been rambling about this, but it's probably the biggest like Chiefs departure yeah, since Kareem Hunt. A, so you know, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> notable. But we'll move on. Uh, also, uh, I want to. I'd like to bring up some developing news in the NBA. Oh no! Well, save it. Save it for race for the tenth. Um, we'll we'll stick on the NFL There's so for much now. Happening. We'll stick on the NFL for now for just like a few more moves. Matt Ryan to the Colts. Um, yeah, I think it's the best. It's the best quarterback they've had in their th- last three. Probably since easily. Luck, yeah. The last yeah. Three. Um, no, I would agree with that. And you know, the good thing is he is like the least mobile quarterback I can think of. But Indianapolis has a top tier offensive line. So the AFC right now, they said this on uh, Pardon My Take today, is literally what the Western Conference and the NBA was 20 years ago, where it just formed to be this, like, goddamn superpower that made no sense. And then there's the Eastern Conference, which is now the NFC. Uh, so that move definitely makes the Colts better. I couldn't believe he was only worth a third-round pick. But uh, that's whatever. Uh, obviously, Devontae to the Raiders. Is there anything else I'm missing? Um. Where does no, us Haran, Bruce said to the Dolphins as well, yeah, which no, he was Dolphins the number are, one rated free agent in all of uh, no, they're spending, the NFL. They're, they're spending big time. Uh, and, you know, and good for them because everywhere besides quarterback, they're pretty nasty. And honestly, like shame on them for alienating the hell out of Brian Flores because he's got to be better than whoever their coach is now. I don't know, man. Like I do love Flores, but this guy they've got now kind of seems like he might be pretty good. He's the okay. Dude, he's the dude that was in San Francisco. Mike McDaniel, he's 39, but he's he literally looks like you'd find him at like a fucking Sigma Chi frat party on a Saturday. <laughs> you literally just like he is one of those guys that came out of the Shanahan, Lafleur, McVay type shit. So they're hoping he can okay, okay. fix two. Well, we'll see that. I don't know. We'll Maybe see. he can't, but I mean, I I think he's got a chance, especially now with all those weapons. Uh, yeah. And look, Tua has not been good. There's not a deb- I'm not debating that. But he hasn't been as bad as social media would make you think he's been. He's, no. for one, 
I mean, other than Jalen Waddle, who was a rookie last year, not had a dynamic receiver to throw to. Now he does. And two, more importantly, has played behind a shit offensive line for his first two years in the NFL. So we'll see. I mean, this is they're going all in on him. And it's better than just giving up on him without giving him the tools. So we'll see. But two other guys that we need to talk about are Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo. Because now that the market has pretty much thinned up, where the hell do they end up? And I'm more... I so, have no idea. More so like, thinking about Baker. Because, like, a year ago, a year ago today, Baker Mayfield's probably worth a first-round pick. Like, that's how good of a season he had. Considering age, potential, he's probably a first. He's probably worth a first-round pick. Today? They're talking about cutting about him. It. They're literally a... They're a fourth-round... Or a fourth down Chad Henney throw away from making the AFC Championship. Probably. And you, you want to know what I kind of view Baker Mayfield as? Huh. And this this is a hot take. Okay. I view that Cleveland Browns team as the 2018 Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, okay. That's so, fair. So you think he's a Bortles? I'm kind of lucky that they concussed Mahomes, though. Because, like, as much as you say that, like, he, it was, Chad didn't play amazing before the play. I think. No, and I know, but I'm just saying, I think they're a team that you, you had so many what ifs for that year, mm-hmm. and only that year. I think they're a one hit wonder. Well, I'll no, say, that's fair. I'll say this. And, and like, I'm, and I, I I'm that, not, I, mean the, I, I, mean I don't the blame Baker them era. for giving up on Baker. Um, but I do think. It was a pretty – I don't think people are talking about how big of a risk this was to get Deshaun Watson. This was a monumental risk to go get Deshaun Watson. If he, for some reason, doesn't get – like, first of all, let's say he does play. He hasn't played in a year. Like, what is he even going to be like? What What is Deshaun Watson going to look like? I'm sure he'll be okay, but, you know, they've – they traded for him to be well, – the assets they gave up for him basically were saying, we believe this guy will be a Hall of Fame quarterback. And anything yeah. short of that, this trade is not worth it. So you've really – I don't know. I Look, the Browns have made a lot of stupid fucking moves in the past. If he ends up not being able to play because of legal issues or if he does play and he's no good, he's really not that good, it would be the most Cleveland Brown move of all time. And I can't and believe I think, it. I think that's why they keep they're keeping Baker. That's that's why. Well, they're not keeping Baker. They don't there's no way Baker will show up. Yeah. Baker, okay. Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying that I think they I think Baker's gonna be the quarterback until they figure out what's going on with Deshaun. He's not they doing even that. said in their press release Baker won't I mean, do that they, though. Baker's not gonna be a lame yeah, so duck. You know, Baker ain't showing up. Baker's like, not gonna be a lame duck. Then he's going to Seattle and Drew Locke's gonna be the backup. But if you're Seattle, what the fuck is the point of that? Because yeah, or like there is that's him. the thing. Who and and he's gonna be looking for like some money, which well shit, he's making I believe it's twenty million this year. So did they activate his fifth year? Yeah. Why? You think that's bad? The Panthers activated Sam Darnold's fifth year. He's making eighteen yeah. million. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I was like, oh, maybe the Panthers will get him. And I they saw can't that. pay two like, quarterbacks oh, no, that much. No. Like, no, especially I don't think he has to, the rest of the you go to Houston? They like Davis Mills. And if you're Houston... Which what is hilarious. If you're like, Houston and you actually wanted Baker Mayfield, you would have included him as part of that trade. So they clearly don't. Um, let me tell you, too. Taking works. Like It does. If you have the, if you have the right GM that can get the right yeah. people in there, yes, it 100% works. Like, even the... Even the 
freaking commies got Chase Young yeah. by being terrible. Yeah. Like, you, I really thought you meant communists. I was like, where is this going? No, I'm calling them the commies. The Commodores. They should have stuck with the football team. They chose the lamest freaking name possible. I, They're the commies. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm very upset about the Washington commie team. Commanders. Um, Commanders. Yeah. No, I – it's an odd situation. I don't know where Baker is going to end up. Garoppolo – and Garoppolo's even harder because there's just nowhere open. Like, who is still looking for a quarterback? No one, really. I have – yeah, that's that's a big problem. If you're, if you're a team like Seattle, if you're a team like Houston, you might as well just keep a young, inexpensive quarterback because you're going to suck anyway. So they're not going to do it. The Dolphins you know, seemingly won't do it. The You well, say it, though, that Baker won't be a lame, lame duck quarterback. There's a chance he doesn't have even another, another choice. Is it really the worst thing in the world if you're him? Like you're getting, you're gonna cash twenty million dollars, and you get to play the first eight games of the season, a small sample size, which works in your favor to try to get an extension. Like I, I tell you I what's crazy that, that would, is, I mean, if, I feel like his agent might sit him down and be like, "You got to show up." I mean, what would, would be crazy is if, and this is like the most far-fetched reality possible, but if Deshaun gets suspended, let's say eight games. And Baker plays yeah. the first eight, and he looks like pre-injury Baker and lights the fucking league up. Cleveland would have like a really odd situation on their hands. Clearly, yeah. they can't keep him because they've given up way too much for Deshaun. But then it becomes like, what the fuck? The fan base and would then, be divided you consider as hell. Like, and then when I mean, in some in some cases in this weird universe we're scheming up, there's like a trade deadline implication there as mm-hmm. well you would think i mean if there's a team that thinks they're almost there and their quarterback's playing terrible and you only got to pay baker 10 million for the rest of the year and the browns are willing to yeah, give him up I mean, for a and then dime. that opens up a whole nother can of worms of like when's the last time a team because it's not like baseball <laughs> where it's, it's not like baseball where like if the trade deadline you're like okay we need a starting pitcher let's trade for one you know in football you can't just be like okay we need a quarterback in november let's trade for one and have him take over immediately it, that never really happens so no. we'll see it seems impossible to be at honest, this point but... though yeah it feels like all the avenues are basically shut i've heard maybe pittsburgh would be interested in baker but i don't think cleveland would but they already it. paid Trubisky, didn't they yeah but 14 million for two years that's nothing that's backup money. well okay yeah. that, that could be backup money quite that's frankly. basically backup money uh but yeah that's that should wrap up our nfl talk i think yeah. we've talked yep. enough about the nfl um let's go to march madness uh we're in the sweet 16 i'm pulling for the peacocks at this point even though they took out my champ kentucky the peacocks are the team that i want to win it all who do you guys think is best positioned to win it all out of the 16 left? Easy answer. Don't Kansas or Villanova. Yes, yes, yes. yes I was yes. going to say Villanova, I think, is, is very Both well of positioned. Them. It's once again, this and this happened, what, two, three years ago? This exact yeah. thing happened. They both got and to the, the Sweet 16 with, like, a not terrible road in front of them. Yeah. Crazy thing is Villanova is going to have to go on a uh, – Whatchamacallit, uh, anniversary tour. They're going to have to play Michigan, who they played in the national championship, play someone in the lead eight, and then probably play their final four rematch in the final four, KU. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, freaking, I mean, what? 
the the other side of the bracket. I mean, I think and then Duke they play is Saint a big... Peter's in the championship. And then you have the you have the storyline of Coach K, his last season as well. I like, hope I they think... lose. I fucking brotherhood is I, I real. Do too. I do too. I, I do, do too. not like. I Coach really K. want them to win. I, I want them to win Coach so K. bad, dude. My worst nightmare is a Duke KU like oh. final. That would, it would suck. Oh, I I want Duke so bad, and I want Duke versus UCLA. Let me that say something though, right now that. I don't even know if this is a hot take anymore. Gonzaga's not making the championship. It's not happening. Like, I'm completely out on them. Both games this tournament, they have not looked good. They pulled away in the first one, but they were literally struggling with a 16. And then in the second one, if Drew Timmy didn't go Super Saiyan, they were fucking bounced. I don't believe in Gonzaga this year at all to make it to the championship. I don't even know if they'll make it to the Final Four. I could see Arkansas beating them. Honestly, I could see Arkansas beating them. I could see Texas Tech beating them. I could see Duke beating them. Like I don't think Gonzaga the other thing is, is, is as good as people I could thought. see them. I could see them beating all those teams too, though. Oh, they could. Like, there's I, no doubt. But yeah, I think right well, now. I agree. Though. My 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 initial championship was Kentucky Kansas. Um, obviously that can't happen anymore. Honestly, I'm gonna go at this point Texas Tech and Kansas. I think Tech's got a good chance to come out of that read. I think they've got a good chance to come out. And I really. You know, in some ways, I think KU has it locked up. But in other ways, I I think that they're beatable. I mean, they struggled a little bit against Creighton. Oh, mightily. Um, you want to know a hot take? A uh, hot take national championship? Who? What's that? UCLA Villanova. A lot of people. That'd like be a UCLA. fun one. I, I'll say this: that region, the bottom left. With North Carolina, UCLA, St. Peter's, and Purdue is going to be a blast. These next, you know, the Elite Eight and Sweet 16 are going to be a blast in that region. I'm so excited for that. The top two seeds not being there in the Sweet 16 is so awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I don't really see anybody that can beat Kansas in that region. I, come out. Iowa happy. State is fucking horrible. Like, they are a bad basketball team. Like, they just ran into another shit basketball team in Wisconsin. They um, literally scored 100 and what? 14 points in their first two games. Miami's good. They're solid. They're nothing crazy. And then Providence is, I mean, shit. They've beaten a 13 and a 12. I don't really, I still don't believe in Providence. Like, I know I had them losing in the first round, but I don't believe in Providence. I hope, I hope, I hope. Apparently Providence, like, is KU's weakness, though. Apparently they have, like, their style of play is KU's weakness this year. So we'll see. Um, I'm really pulling for him. That'd be cool. But yeah, I honestly, if it's not KU and it's not Duke, I'd be fine with anybody this year. Everybody else, I'd be cool. Dude, with. I want Duke so bad. Duke is my bandwagon team. Why do you like Coach K? That's literally like liking Bill Belichick. But That's like not. Bill Belichick's last year if you rooted for the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Oh, no, I've been a Duke fan. Duke's my bandwagon team. Oh, like they're my blue blood team where it's like Mizzou doesn't make the tournament which is pretty much almost every single year yeah I cheer for Duke but no I like I, I will say ever since Austin Rivers hit that game winning buzzer beater three against North Carolina in North Carolina or at North Carolina I was like that's my that I love Duke <laughs> and I call me crazy I love Grayson Allen oh god Ugh. okay oh god okay okay that's, that's- and we have the ultimate unpopular opinions here. Um, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, any other notes on March Madness that you guys want to say? 
No. I, I will put this out there. I do think there's a legitimate chance St. Peter's beats Purdue and goes to the Elite Eight. No Fuck 15 no, seeds ever made that. it. I, I, think don't, do I don't. I exactly. think they can fucking do you it. You want to know why? Because Purdue no, ha, now has film on what not to do. I'm telling you, man. If they get close, it's pressure situations. You don't want to lose to a 15. And North Carolina UCLA will be such a good game. I think North Carolina is a sleeper team to make the Final Four. They really are okay. peaking at the right time. They beat Duke in Coach K's last game in Duke, which is like one of the biggest accomplishments you could have in a season. And, yeah, they're just playing some of their best basketball right now. So, I mean, yeah. But I will say I'm done with these brackets picking conference tournament winners. Like, I'm fucking done with that. This year I was heavy on Iowa and I was heavy on Tennessee because they looked so good in their conference tournaments. Nope. Neither get out of the first weekend. And I would like also say, and shout out Jesse and Noel, the Auburn fraud pack has officially been smoked. That thing is. And guess who's still here? Houston. Houston. And Houston, I will shit you not, could come out of that region. They could beat Arizona. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Houston's a very good team. Like, I know a lot of people don't really pay attention to them. No, good. I picked them in the Elite Eight. They're damn good. They're a damn good team. Um, all right, so let's move on to another college basketball topic. Missouri basketball, the blue blood they are, has hired a new head coach, Dennis Gates, who was the head coach at Cleveland State, went 50-40 and 40 there, took him to the tournament twice. Um, I already know what John's going to say, so I'll start with Josh. Josh, what do you think of the hire? On the fence, leaning towards I like it. I'm definitely one of those people that are like, I need to see what they can do. I need to see what transfers Dennis Gates can get. Because this is, I can tell you right now, Dennis Gates hates the team we have right now. <laughs> so do we. Who the fuck would want to coach here? So yeah. do we. I, I mean, mean, as long as Kobe Brown keeps his name out of the transfer portal, I'm a happy okay. camper. I'm surprised it hasn't gone in yet, to be honest. I'm really hoping Because his brother's here. If Brazil comes back, I'll even be happier. But Fucking he's in the portal, right? Demon, yeah. Demon, no, Pickett had another year of eligibility. Yeah. Yeah, he was only technically a senior this year. Yeah, and Pickett, like, who cares? Like, Pickett was a solid piece, but nothing that you're going to lose sleep over losing. No, Brazil, I'm, I'm interested to see what Dennis Gates can do. Like, I understand, I really I, I understand Aiden Shaw's probably no chance at this point. Brazil, eh, maybe a little bit of a chance, but the problem is, uh, I did read yesterday, Kentucky's looking into him, and if that happens, then goodbye. So and good for him, you know. I mean, it would be I'm good happy. for him, but it would hurt to see him beating the shit out of us if we really. It would helped give him a him. much better chance going into the NBA. Oh, I mean, yeah, but and that's that's another thing Dennis brought up, and a lot of college basketball coaches in their you know introductory program and in their introductory press conference want to say like how they're going to win a lot at that program, they're going to win a lot of games. They just want to talk about winning there. He like one of the first things he brought up was getting players drafted, which is a very like. When you're a college kid looking to go somewhere, when you're looking to go somewhere, that's a very important quality that you look for. That's no, why I, I agree with that. That's why John Calipari is like so damn good because he's like, I would rather get these guys ready for the draft than win a championship, and guys love that about him. So that was the first thing I took from Dennis. I was like, that's something that could be a very good recruiting tool. But John, what do you think? Okay, so obviously I've been somewhat pessimistic on it initially, but. I think the thing that I've kind of come to terms with is that Mizzou is never going to hire anyone remotely fun because 
we blow ass. Um, in the words of the Mazad cast, which I actually listened to when Conzo got fired, Dennis Gates has major, he's a nice guy energy. Um, I, I can, I'm fine with it. Um, but I, look, part of me kind of wanted Mizzou to hire a jerk exclusively for the reason that if they sucked, they would be easy to fire. Um, so yeah, I, I'm fine with it. Um, all things considered, who knows? Maybe it'll, maybe he'll do something. He probably won't. I also saw a tweet that said it was obviously not the right time to hire Kim English, but just know the next time when it's time to hire him, he'll already be at a blue blood school leading them to a national championship. And that's great. Cause he it's can year, do that. two years. Two- but I will say this. I still think even if he does that and he goes on to be a great coach, it's the right decision not to hire him. Because when he gets hired at one of those schools, it'll be because he's 100% ready. You hire him to Mizzou right now, he may never develop into that type of coach. So Yeah, I agree. I just think... Nobody's actually fawning over him. No one that needs a coach has no. been. Yeah. And I will Mizzou. say, Dennis Gates got... We weren't the only ones in on him. Like It wasn't this guy that we just picked out of our ass. Like Okay, well, yeah, no, okay then tell me who else, because I did not even hear this. South Carolina and Florida were in on him. That's for sure. They were both heavily uh, I think interested. Florida got the better head coach with Golden. I'm not saying who got what. I'm just saying teams, other teams in the SEC were interested in the idea of bringing him in, which is a good thing. So, I, I will tell him. Have you seen I, him on, did you see him on campus on the first day? I did not. I no. I honestly wish I would have, but I didn't. Um, that but he was all over the place. He was having a fun time. He was, yeah, he was everywhere. Um. But I do say, I will say, look, I like his persona more than I liked Conzo. Not that I didn't like Conzo, but I mean, man was very boring and monotone. I, I was think we have say, especially. I've heard that he's very off- offensive minded, so that's really good to hear. Yeah, and I mean, look, he seems like a good dude, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And obviously, I wasn't gonna cheer against him, like no way. Um, so I wish him well. And let me ask you this, John. Yeah. Who are you more excited for, Jerome Tang or Dennis Gates? Oh, 100% Jerome Tang. Like, who yeah. wouldn't be? Like, yeah. that, that is obviously, like, a freaking ridiculously good hire. I think that's the best hire so far in the college basketball head coach searching. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, that, I don't really know what you could have gotten more. And at. I just heard you guys got a good assistant coach that's really good at recruiting from Texas. Uh, uh, maybe he's, oh yes, yes, that is right. I don't remember his name now. Um, I did see like an article title about that, but that's pretty much it. Um, but look, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And look, he seems, keep saying it, but he seems like a nice guy. Seems like a nice guy. So maybe he can, maybe he can be Eli part two. And I think I think he will have a good bromance with Eli Drinkwitz too. I think that they oh, are. I know. I I can't wait for that. Yeah, like mm. I think that is. Look, when we're talking about the things that Mizzou basketball can bring to the table, if, if it's a bromance with Eli Drinkwitz, that's we're all gonna get. Honestly, I'm fine with it. I mean, I guess him and Conzo kind of did, but it was more so just Eli messing with him and Conzo not reciprocating. Um, so yeah. Also, because this is such Mizzou is such a starved fan base, do not 
overreact to year one. It's going to suck. No, it's going to suck. It's not going to be fun. He, you know, look at his time at Cleveland State. He was terrible his first year. It's not easy to build a program like Mizzou from day one. But I will say, I do think it's going in the right direction. We might even have a worse record than the one we just did. But it still is, a, in my opinion, going in the right direction. Yep, 100%. And, look, it's better that we hired him than someone like we hired last time. Konzo was four years in, four years out, four years in, four years out. It comes to Mizzou, what was it, five years uh, later. Yeah. yeah. So here's, here's the last actually... thing. Here's the last thing we're ever probably, not ever, but this is one of the last things we'll talk about with Konzo Martin. And I had this trivia question I wanted to ask you guys. Did Conzo Martin have more NBA games that he appeared in or more SEC tournament wins at Mizzou? I'm going to assume more NBA NBA games. That is correct, but it's a lot closer than you think. So he had three SEC SEC wins here in the SEC tournament. He played in his entire NBA career seven games and averaged 1.3 points a game. Ooh. Yeah, Jeez, wasn't a very long career for Mr. Martin, but yeah, seven not- games and he averaged one point three points. What? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I don't even like know how that's possible. It sounds like my intramural uh, scoreline in the nineteen ninety six season. He scored, he, in the nineteen ninety six season, point. he played for the Bucks. He appeared in three games and averaged zero points a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh no so oh, there was Conzo. so in 1995 he played for the grizzlies played in 1.3 times wait did you say seven yeah 9.1 points something's not adding up no yeah he played, in 95 he averaged 2.2 points a game in 1996 anyway he averaged yeah zero Conzo martin you're a nice guy i know everyone wanted to hear that oh yeah <laughs> he's such a nice guy get the fuck out of here with that if being a nice guy mattered he would have fucking been a god at basketball. I'll tell you this: he won't be an assistant anywhere because he can't recruit for shit. <laughs> well, because no. he doesn't believe what? in NIL. He's like, I believe in the traditional, hardworking way. Well, kids don't. Sixteen and seventeen-year-old kids don't give a shit about what you think. They're looking. They want to make money. <laughs> exactly. It's the market he simply refused to adapt to, and it's it's honestly the market and that got him fired. Did you watch the whole press conference? Did Dennis say anything about that? Yes. Yeah, he likes he he thinks that nil is a, is smart. Okay, he's like, so he's he is like at least like doing the things that you should do to recruit good players. <laughs> but it, 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 I will say it was uh he he said I'm not going to recruit players just because we have nil to offer. No, he's like I mean, that's, sure, that's not my fair, recruitment. Thing. But also like it needs to be part of it. Like it has to be. What would be the also, number one motivator for me is where am I going to get the biggest bag at? Like, yeah. <laughs> also, no would you guys like to guess the team in the most cap space right now? In the NFL? Yeah. I just saw a picture. Is it the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because most people have situated for the most part. That's ridiculous. We are number one by 150,000. So how much do we have? $28,633,000,000. Twenty-eight million six hundred thirty-three thousand two hundred eighty-five. That's what I thought. It's Forty-eight because, million. Yeah, it's because of the top fifty-one yeah. rule. And there's a rule in the NFL Holy. called the top fifty-one rule, and it only counts the top fifty-one players on your roster. And so, it. Holy. Yeah. Shit. It. Uh, Chiefs have a lot of money to spend, but the problem is on who. 
Like the Jarvis or Odell. I mean Odell. And then I don't really. You care. bring back Melvin, obviously. I don't hate the Ronald Jones rumors. Or has McKinnon signed anywhere yet? McKinnon like, and Darrell Williams are still free yeah. agents. Yeah. No, so you McKinnon signed. Where? I thought he did. Okay, I, I you think did. you're wrong. Um, um, what about? I mean, look, I don't think I don't think Tyron Matthews fully off the table is funny. As that's that what is. I was but thinking. The problem, but the problem with him is that you still have to sign up for a while. Like, I think part of it is not this year's cap implications; it's long term cap implications. But I don't know because I mean, also we could have be... afforded to pay him this year. He wouldn't have cost that much more than Justin Reed did. Like this, is, yeah, this, this year. This also goes towards. Probably an Orlando Brown contract. That's oh yeah. Have I mean okay, cost. but he's already on. We've already like he's given him his money for this year, right? Yeah, yeah, like he's on the tag. Uh, so his cap hits determined already. It's factored into that. Also, it sets up nicely for next year because say Hardman and guys like Hardman and Thornhill have good years. It's better to have some space to get those guys back as well. And Fenton is a free agent. Like you've got some big time, like good contributing free agents next year. It, like we said, it sets up nicely for the future. Yeah, and look, if you make a move and get, I mean, there are guys out there. I, I don't know if there's any defensive tackles available, but <laughs> I saw Jerome we need them. Reed sign with the Packers. So yep. He was not very good that. here anyway, but no, he yeah. was pretty mid. So he was, whatever. Yeah, he was nothing really. But still, let me look. I'm I'm pulling up the top free agents left just because. So there's Honey Badger. Because yeah, why not? Stephon Gilmore. If Ooh. you believe in him still, any of the way. Dwayne Brown, who's a 37 year old offensive tackle. Jadavian yeah. Clowney wouldn't be the worst. Okay. Thing. Wagner, who doesn't sound like he's coming. Colias Campbell, Melvin Ingram, Gronk's a free okay, agent. Okay, Colias Campbell, I think, is interesting. Hmm. Yeah, he's rumored to the Bengals. He ain't coming. Okay, back. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. I don't think you've got Landry, Jerry Hughes, Akeem Hicks. Now that would be an interesting one. He, I think, bringing back Ingram is probably a smart. It's move. probably the best. Will Fuller is a free agent, and he probably would be Ooh. pretty cheap. Yeah, I mean, he's a risk signing. What do you the, guys the think of Julio? Julio Jones. Is no. he available? He's, He's a free agent. Now. Eric Fisher's a free agent, if you guys want a reunion there. <laughs> Why would we do that? Bryce Callahan, <laughs> Anthony Barr, Marquez valdez Justin Houston, another one. Melvin Gordon. Oh, God. Uh, I'm just reading it. Sheldon Richardson, bring him home. Uh, Nadamik and Sue. Patrick Peterson. Oh, God. Number 91 on we the list. all the 2010 greats. <laughs> Kevin King. <laughs> oh, God. Jackson, what would you do if we signed Kevin Bro. King? Oh, my God. It's, it's the never-ending nightmare. I know he's going to end up in either Green Bay or Kansas City. I know it. It's just going to happen. Uh, there's Dante Hightower, although he's kind of done. He's 32. Joe yeah. Hayden. I mean, Dude, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Dude, all right, Joe Hayden is like. A, I mean, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at anybody available. Like it's at this point, it's kind of thin. Stephon Gilmore wouldn't be a bad guy to bring in, though. No, I, Stephon Gilmore, I think, is a very him, interesting prospect. Uh, maybe Sheldon Richardson. Like some of those guys made a, Valdez Scantling. 
They have $28 million. They can sign literally any of those people. Like, uh, they... Multiple, too. Yeah, they wouldn't even... Yeah. Like, go That's get... That's the thing. It's like, so they... Go so yesterday, artists. like, I still think... Like, I don't think they were just doing this for the future. I think they're doing this for right now because they restructured Tooney yesterday or the day before. A significant amount. So, like, and then they do this. So oh, they, I definitely think we're in contract negotiations with somebody right now. There's somebody or something. Somebody is coming. Like, that's my thing. Everyone's yeah. freaking out today, tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but maybe the next day or the day after that or whatever. Something's yeah. going to happen and Chiefs fans are going to be like, ooh, ooh, you shouldn't have given Patrick Mahomes blank and Juju Smith-Schuster. And that's where we're going to be at. Like, yeah. tell me this. Is our receiving core that much worse yes. if we have if we if we do the both scenario where we get another good experience receiver and draft one with an early pick? It depends. Like, who you get. It does depend. It does depend on how well you draft. But I think that you can find ways to make your offense effective with a balanced attack which I think our attack can be more balanced this year than it was last year. I think, now, obviously, I think you're right there, and I think also part of this move with the Chiefs is that they're kind of telling you that they might change, they not change their identity, but they might, you know. Oh, after, they got to. They're after not last year's struggles, After last year's struggles with cover two, I think that they're definitely looking at it and saying, okay, we need to be able to do the short game and run the football effectively. Like, Because last year there were just times where we could not move the ball. So we, like, I feel like the Chiefs have kind of, with this move, told you like the identity of this offense is changing. Dude, like, see, yeah, this is the thing that gets me so excited. We have $28 million. That's at least two cool players in free agency. And we get eight picks in the first four rounds. Like, mm-hmm. That is incredible. Yeah. They that is eight picks in the first four rounds. That is half a team playing for minimum wage. Now, obviously, they're not all gonna pan out. Three of them at least are gonna be shit. But Probably. at the end of the day, only three of them have to only you only really need one of them to be damn good, probably. Yeah. Two of them to be alright, and then maybe one more to be serviceable. And it's already worth it, I feel like. And I want just yeah, in and the I want people the money to understand pay. this. Think about the best receivers in football right now. Devontae Adams was a second-round pick. Travis, or excuse me, not Travis, Tyree Kill, granted there were other reasons regarding this, but he was a fifth-round pick. Cooper Cup, I think he was fourth or fifth. He was a nobody. Like, these dynamic receivers. Where was Odell picked? He was a first-round guy, but, like, it happens. You know, uh, I'll say this, DeAndre Hopkins went 27th when he got drafted. Like, these guys... Receiver isn't like quarterback to where it's like after the first round, you're really just – there's not much hope. Like It is there. Are tons of them, and it's really nice. But I here's some other free agent wide receivers that I just pulled up that I'll talk about. Um, Antonio Brown. No, no, absolutely not. Look, I and I so. thought about it. I'm usually team sign those guys. Yeah. No. Hell no. Not cool. after what he – Anti-vax you Beasley. Can't. Yeah, hell no. Hell no. If the Chiefs sign him, I will literally consider, like, oh, like it. I personally hate Cole Beasley. Like, I have a personal vendetta okay. against his Old-ass T.Y. Hilton. No. Old-ass A.J. Green. 
I mean, honestly, wasn't he not bad for Arizona? No, he's, year? Pretty, he's pretty good last year. But he's I mean, I guess I'd be fine with it, but it had to be like one year max. Um, okay, then there's Emmanuel Sanders, who's also a little older. Yeah, nah. Yeah, see, that's the problem with these guys. Just, yeah, but you, you still is, have the oh big Oh my god, whales. there is Hammy Watkins. I, how did I Hammy, forget? Hammy Torn Vagina If you just Look, if you just want to win the week one. The thing is, if we sign him, we won't have any wide receivers for the regular season. You just sign him for week one. You're just like, okay, whoever we play week one, we need you to go for 200 yards, get all your touchdowns for the season, and then we'll see you again in January. trade you for a pick. We'll see you again in January. Like that's basically what you would do with that part, but no, yeah, it's it's a pretty thin market out there at this point. To be Bill honest, Bill Jarvis and Odell, Bill Jarvis, still and Jarvis Odell. and Odell, bro. What if you got them both? That'd be the craziest shit. LSU guys, Something, good friends. Both, and then it's like, what are you gonna do to stop us? Like, it would be Michael Hardman would be our fourth wide receiver. Like, <laughs> what? I bro, oh I am very like I'm confident the Chiefs can be just as good. I'll tell you this, it actually makes draft night and like leading up to the draft so much more exciting now. So much. Dude, like last there's year, so much I to learn. That well, when you don't but, have a first round pick, it's not as exciting. And, but we still, and the funniest thing is that, I mean, what we did in the draft is a big reason that we didn't oh, really 100%. actually fall off. You know, like. Yeah, really protected us. Also, we signed yeah. today, just a little quick note Austin Ryder's back. They re signed him today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Both deaf. backup setters, because we deaf. lost Austin Blythe, right? So. We lost Austin Blythe, right? And so, yeah, that's just a depth piece. And then who's this safety we signed? And he tweeted yeah. today. And yeah. It was just <laughs> unfortunate timing. <laughs> it's just very unfortunate timing. He was like, Chiefs Kingdom, what's up? And then, like, literally, like, three seconds later, Tyreek Hill got Isn't traded. Isn't it, like, David Bell or something like that? It's a safety that was on the Bears. I don't even know his name. So. Dion Bush. Dion Bush. Okay. At first, I thought I it was. I looked at his stats. They didn't look terrible. At first, um, I thought that said Devin Bush, the linebacker from Pittsburgh, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then, but honestly, we can use safety depth because oh well, yeah. Without Ty- when Tyron was out yeah. last year, it was like, oh god, yeah. Like I never want to see Armani Watts ever again. Like I'm sorry, I I don't have a personal problem with you, Armani, but you suck, and so does Mike Hughes, <laughs> who I saw we lost today. So. Where'd he go? Uh, I don't know, but we definitely lost him. Oh, I gotta look this up real quick. I didn't know he signed. He signed with the Detroit Lions. Okay, that 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 makes sense. Goodbye, career. <laughs> Goodbye, dude. Of course, he signed with the Detroit Lions. That's like the only move oh. that they've made all off season. <laughs> and you know what? The funniest thing is that would be a team that could potentially be interested in Baker, but it's like, oh, you have Jared Goff. And yeah, there's no point. <laughs> they're probably gonna take. Honestly, they're probably gonna take Malik Willis at number two. The way that his draft stuck. God, is there not a world where the Bears? I don't know. I guess no, Justin Fields. No. They, bro. I'm no. telling you, as a Packers fan, the the Bears faithful, the Bears fan base is literally like on Justin Fields' cock. Like he is <laughs> their savior. Like they view him like we viewed Mahomes. Like that's how they. Think he hasn't him. done shit. That's what's annoying as fuck. Is like as a Packers fan, they're like. <laughs> cry we're gonna own the next 15 years with justin fields and i'm like how the fuck can you even say that like that that holds just as much validity as me saying we're gonna hold the next 15 years with jordan love like there's no neither of them have done shit in this league i don't know honestly poor jordan love though like oh my god yeah how are you 
even if he is kind of ass, like he probably is, <laughs> but like this sucks. It would suck to be a first round quarterback talent that literally like gets their career just like murdered like that. <laughs> what what are you gonna do? Like yeah. Aaron Rodgers is back for like what four years? Like okay. <laughs> I mean, it. Hey, he's collecting a check and not getting hit. I'm sure he's all right, but yeah. Uh, so he won't be all right in, in two years when he makes friggin' two million bucks. He'll probably have the Chase Daniel career arc where he just continues Maybe. to back he up everybody. Get, he needed to freaking win at Arrowhead, and then he would have had draft stock. You know, if, if he, he that, that's one, not, that's going to be trade value. That's going to be one of the biggest what ifs. Maybe is if let's say what if he went to Arrowhead that day and lit it the fuck up. Like honestly, Green Bay might have oh, gone trade with trade value. Matt Flynn, like, are you kidding me? Not just that. If he looked like amazing in that game, went toe to toe and beat Mahomes, there's a chance Green Bay would have just gone with him, and they would have actually traded Rodgers. Like, there's a chance if they were comfortable with him, they would have. But they're just yeah, maybe. not. Maybe you know the funniest thing about the Rodgers thing is a big part of me thinks that. They don't like – like, the Packers front office does not like Aaron Rodgers oh, at well, all. Yeah, he's a huge, like – Yeah, but yeah. but they need him. Oh, they, <laughs> they know. They're not stupid. They know. Josh, you yep. want to get into race for the 10 seed? Yeah. And you have NBA yeah. developing news. Yeah, you have don't a couple. Oh, yeah. Udonis Haslam fighting. That's not news. Yeah, it's, it is pretty big news. Well, it's Jimmy Butler. Someone caught on video – I guess Jimmy Butler's challenged Eric Spolstra to a fight, and Eric Spolstra reportedly said, not reportedly, this was caught on audio. What do you think? I'm going to fucking fight you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's a video, and, like, you can hear clearly hear him say it. And, play yeah. It, play it. And then, and then Udonis Haslam said to Jimmy Butler said, Udonis Haslam said to Jimmy Butler, I'm going to spank your ass, or I'm going to beat your ass, something like that. <laughs> Bro, so, no, yeah. that's hilarious. I'm not going to lie, I want the heat to fall out of the number one seed. Because what the fuck? If we get the one seed and have to play Brooklyn in the first round, that is such bullshit. Uh, so I actually hope they get the two seed this year. So yeah, alright, here we go. 13 seed, the, the fucking Kings won today. It was the most bullshit way I've ever seen. They tipped it in with point two seconds. Like, Damian Jones. Oh, in the Tyrese Halliburton revenge game. Yeah, and Buddy Heald was the one that went off. What do you know, Buddy? Stealing the show. It's gonna be a sad day when Tyrese comes to Sacramento next year. Um, number twelve. It's Damian Lillard's a little bitch. God, you hate seeing it. What the fuck is their head coach's name? Is not doing so Chauncey well, Billups. but he also doesn't have players. Yeah, poor Chauncey. Number eleven, the most winningest head coach in NBA history. Respect is due, Greg Popovich. I think I said this last week. You did. Oh, the fuck are you still coaching? <laughs> yeah, now it's a new wrinkle. Instead Antonio of just saying coach. that, you call him the most winningest coach ever. Yes. Number 10, what the fuck? Somehow this man lost like 50 pounds, it looks like, and can dunk, but is yet still sidelined out for the rest of the year. But is he dunking through the lakes? And it's relevant because he's in the Zion 2? It's the New Orleans Pelicans without Zion Williamson. Ka-caw! Number 9, it is, it's your... What the fuck did you just make? A pelican noise. Number nine. <laughs> number nine <laughs> is the fucking Lakers. I have nothing. They are shit. They are just shit. Yeah, I, I, I don't doesn't have... know the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. You can take it this week. I didn't have one. 
Number eight, it's America's most hated team. Definitely primetime Kansas City's most hated team. The yes. Los Angeles Clippers. Number seven, <laughs> it is. I like Popeyes. I, I like, like McDonald's. McDonald's. No, that's not racist. racist. It's Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh. For a second. I will tell you this. During this week, before we did this, the Nuggets were seven, and we were going to have a change in a team. I was going to say the the T Wolves are climbing up. They're eight and two. It was so close, and then they lost to the Mavericks. But I thought we were going to get the Nuggets, and then Josh would have had to had a completely new wrinkle. So you better get your Nugget shit ready because it's happening. Yeah, I've had the same same thing. We've had the same teams in here the entire time. And it's like, going to be a no, sad. No, nobody has changed spots no. too. Like that's even the better thing. It's going to be a sad day next but, year when we have a completely say, new bottom of the West. I will say it. Next year there will be a race for the ten seed because it doesn't look like the Kings are going to make the ten seed this year. There won't be one next year. No, there will be. Oh, oh, because will. Oh, there is going to be a race for the ten seed till the end of fucking time because of Sacramento's shittiness. So. Yeah, let's just yeah. keep it honest. That's what makes it fun. And let's um, get Chet Holgrim. Huh? Oh, get Chet let's Holgrim. Get yeah, Chet. yeah. Get fucking no fucking muscle. Chet That's Holgrim. me saying I need I need the I need the lottery balls to go well for me. But you know, they well, let's see who's worse games. than you right now. You, well, tonight's win was actually the Thunder a loss. and the Rockets, uh, the Pistons. Well, you guys winning tonight was actually a loss because it yeah, puts dude. you a game ahead of the Pacers. There's five teams better than us. We got one, two, three. Pacers, Four, Pistons, five. Magic, yep. Thunder, So you Rockets. have the fifth best odds. It's not impossible. If you were the fucking Cavaliers, you'd six. get the first pick somehow. Um, but yeah, that's yep. tough. Let tough, me tell tough. you, though, yeah. on the subject of the NBA, you guys better get ready because my hopes are up for the 2022-2023 Clippers. Like, big time. Major, major hopes. You know who the fifth scoring option on that team will be if everyone's healthy? Trey Mann or Trey? No, what's his name? No, Terrence Marcus Mann. Morris. Terrence will also, be the seventh option. Like, wow. they're they're going to be redonkulous if they stay healthy. But but let me tell you, they if they do not win the title, like they will truly have to be the best team on paper to not win a championship. Like they, I I don't understand how they're going to find a way to blow it. Like just preemptively, well, they say, will because but. they are loaded. Like uh, they have points coming out of their ass. I I don't know what to say, but they'll yeah. find a way. They're, it, the, they're the Clippers. They will find. They, a way. Exactly. That's the whole thing in. making this statement is that they're Someone going has, screwed up. Someone else has chimed in on DK Metcalf's tweet. Who? Yeah, Willie Gay. Oh. Willie Gay, come on, big bro. LOL. That <laughs> sounds like the most like monotone like come on, i know this bro. isn't gonna happen but i want clout <laughs> all right well yeah. and then he goes in the lol we've gotten to the end of this podcast it's time for yeah, d4 of we the week. and john if you'd have them you can give two since you missed last week Ooh, if i have d fords of the week if you I can have two if you want to make a See, second this one, is the can. annoying thing i had one earlier this week and i totally isn't forgot worst? isn't that the fucking worst yeah um, like, i'll go it's... first though it's uh, just because it's fresh on my mind. My D4 of the week is college basketball refs. Horrible display through the first two rounds. Really capped off by that technical on the dunk. 
I hate Illinois' guts, but my God, was that embarrassing. And then the Arizona-TCU game, that's a foul at half court at the end of the game, and they just let it go and nearly costed TCU the game there. It probably did cost TCU the game. TCU would have won the game. So that's my D4 of the week, all of those old fucks that are refs. All right, that's fair. You know, that reminds me. In soccer, there are, like, some refs that are just, like, old and fat, and they are somehow refing soccer where you're running across a giant field for 90 continuous minutes. Right. So if you think that's annoying. So my D4 of the week is fat soccer refs. You just made it to me. There's a guy named John Moss in the Premier League. Look him up. Like, how can you expect a man like that to follow professional athletes around at any amount of pace. I I won't understand it. So that's my D4 of the week. Um, My D4 of the week is flat bills. Flat bill cap. Fucking okay. Arkansas men's basketball team decided to wear California flat bills to their trip to uh, California for the Sweet 16. Connor Vanover wore... A... Connor Vanover wore... A... Golden State Warriors flat bill cap, and this man is 7'3 and 215 pounds. Ooh, my, my second D4 of the week, too. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I don't know and, if you're done. Oh, I was just going to say, and it, it, it did not go well for the Arkansas team uh, just because of Connor. But, <laughs> yeah. So, my D4 of the week is probably just Connor Vanover. Yep. And my second D4 of the week, uh, I'm going to take it to soccer again. Um if you are a fan of Chelsea, get ready for your life to suck. Um, your old owner was worth eight times as much money as your new ownership group is. So, Tommy Pam to the Reds, by the way. Oh, nice. Who cares? When when are the che- when are the Royals going to trade for Frankie? Like when get rid of Melendez and no, Prado? No, no, yeah, Melendez and Prado for months. No. No, no, I'm no. kidding. Yeah. That's too much. Right. Stop. Man, we'll see you guys that. on the next episode of Primetime Kansas City. Deuces. Peace.